Welcome everyone to the Heart to Heart podcast with Aparna. And today I wanna to talk about planting seeds. That's the theme of our conversation today. We've all heard this term, we should plant seeds so they can sprout into something beautiful. And it's true, because without seeds, there is no life. And often, at fairly regular intervals, life requires us to plant new seeds because the old seeds have sprouted, they've come to life, they've lived their entire life cycle, and it is time for them now to return to the earth, to um, become soil again. And it is often time for us to plant new seeds. And so today I want to plant some seeds for you, for your awareness for your maybe even awakening some are sweet and you might find some to be controversial but i want you to stay open and just consider the possibility of planting such a seed for yourself the first one is don't seek approval from anyone and i can vouch for this because i have unconsciously and knowingly lived my entire life waiting for the approval of my family. And here's a secret about approval. When you live in a situation where somebody else is going to approve of your life, how you live, how much money you make, what you do for work, who you choose to partner with, etc., etc., you can literally never satisfy them because it is your life and you can only live your life the way you're meant to live your life. Because if you focus on getting the approval of others, you will have lived a very conflicted life. On the one hand, you're doing what you want to do for, your, for yourself, but on the other hand, Secretly, you're yearning. You're in a constant state of yearning. It's never ending. It's not coming. Their approval is not coming. There might be moments where they feel, oh, you won this new contract, or you wrote this new book, or you're working with this new person who may have a little bit more of a higher status than you. Then you'll earn a little bit of their approval. But this is such a powerful lesson because we don't want to live a life of being enslaved to the illusion that you are a success only when someone else approves of you. Otherwise, you're just a big failure. And this is probably the biggest lesson of my life. This is the root of every bit of transformation I'm having and have had so far and will in the future. You don't need anyone's approval. Don't seek it. Don't receive it. And remain neutral, whether you get praise or whether you get criticism. Sorry about the dog barking, if you can hear it. The second seed I want to plant is find your own unique sense of meaning to your own life and live it wholeheartedly with full integrity and self-responsibility. 
And when I say integrity and responsibility, I don't mean that just in a pay your bills and clean up after yourself kind of way. I mean, of course, it includes all of that. But to know that you are being spiritually responsible to your highest purpose, to find your own unique sense of meaning is to know why you are here, to not live a random life and to not have a meaningless life and to just die and go back to the earth. That is not why we're here. So we need to find our own unique sense of meaning in life. And then we apply it. We apply it endlessly till our time has come to go. We apply it because that is our gift, our contribution to this world. And we do it wholeheartedly. We're not stingy with it. We're not certainly not lazy with it. We apply it every day for the betterment of our own lives and for the betterment of whoever is in your world. My next seed that I'm going to plant for you, and I'm sure you know of this, is be 100% aware of personal boundaries. That means physically be aware of your personal boundaries, of course, for your physical safety, protection, etc. Emotionally as well, and spiritually as well. Do not be afraid to remain aligned with the truth of your being. Your experience of the truth of life is your responsibility. It is your very deep, intimate relationship with your higher self. So have very good personal boundaries around it. One of my dearest friends and one of the most incredible teachers of the tradition of Shakti, my dear friend Kavita told me recently, do not share your spiritual practice with anyone, especially with family. Do not share it. Do not expect them to understand it. Do not expect them to approve of it. And you know, I couldn't agree with her more. But be 100% aware of your personal boundaries. You create them, you manage them. You manage your boundaries unapologetically. And that's how we create inner strength. My next seed that I want to plant is don't listen to anyone but your own inner guidance. This is so big. And you know, the sad thing is none of us are taught this when we're young. None of us are taught that there's something called an inner guidance within each of us. It's inbuilt. It's our inbuilt mechanism. It's our most profound layer of our being is our consciousness, our innate intelligence. But very rarely are children told this. Now imagine if we were told this when we were very young children, how that would shape our reality, how that, would shape, how that could have shaped our, our reality and our life as we know it today. So it's very important for us to not listen to anyone but our own inner guidance. What is inner guidance? That is a big question for many people. 
inner guidance is that inner illumination your consciousness is awake enough that you know what you must do and what you must not do you know what is the right spiritual path for you and how to take this path how to walk it how much how fast that is your inner guidance and trusting it awakening that intuition from within and trusting it and boldly taking action from that place because people always project their fears onto you even though it's disguised as guidance support wisdom etc but often people are projecting their own fears onto you for example my mother suggested to me recently that perhaps i should consider taking up a job as a mail woman somebody who delivers mail and i was astounded because i have spent the last 17 years of my life building my the work that i do i was speechless but once i finished being speechless i recognized that she was feeling called to guide me in this way because she has a deep fear of how i live my life and it would make her feel better to know that i have a stable quote unquote job and income and you know there are millions of people in the world who live for their mother or father or husband or wife there are millions of people who are not listening to their inner guidance and they're incredibly unfulfilled as a result the next beautiful seed i'm going to plant for you is be completely devoted to creating inner stillness absolutely do not make the mistake of making any excuses for not creating inner stillness and that could mean many things you know for me it's doing my practices i have my spiritual processes that are taught by my spiritual teacher i have uh, a technique of meditation that has been taught to me by my teacher and for me it means yin yoga for me it means communing with nature that takes me about 2 hours a day so i want you to ponder on what it means to create inner stillness for some of you it might be silent meditation for some of you it may be uh mantra chanting for others of you it may be vinyasa flow class which helps you connect to your body your mind your energy system but without this inner stillness truly we just have the chaos of the mind we are enslaved by the mind and the mind is so such an amazing expert at creating chaos worry confusion lack of clarity self doubt 
fear of the future, nostalgia over the past, and so on and so forth. A good friend of mine says, the mind is only useful for making appointments and looking at your bank balance, etc. But we have given the mind so much power that it has taken over. But true healing happens in the place of that inner stillness that we cultivate consciously, deliberately, purposefully, willingly, with great devotion, with great discipline. Another seed you can plant is be sure to keep your ambition elevated. No matter who is tearing down your beautiful castle of ambition, keep it elevated. Don't talk about it much with others. Keep it elevated, whether it's through prayer, meditation, visualization, writing about it. Know that as a child of this universe, you have the inherent power of manifestation through your consciousness, through your awareness, through allowing, through being willing and receptive. Keep your ambition elevated. My ambition, and you may have heard this in my previous podcast, is to make a huge contribution to the world in as many ways as possible. So each day I say to my great mother goddess, please show me how you want me to contribute. Please show me where you want me to be and how you want me to be, and I will do it without excuses. And I will sacrifice anything, my ego, my pride, anything to make this contribution. That is how I keep my spiritual ambition elevated, by communing with the great mother goddess that I have a very deep relationship with. The next powerful, beautiful seed that you might want to plant in yourself, for yourself, is to let go of all your identities. It's a very difficult one because we are all deeply rooted in our identities. You know, I just look at myself and I can tell you, my name is Aparna, I'm divorced, I am Indian, I'm a mother, um, I practice Ayurveda, I'm vegetarian, I can go on and on and on. There's cultural, social image, family, career identity, roles that I've played, roles I will play in the future, how I dress, whether I wear a bindi or not, whether or not I have an accent, do I understand Hindi versus Sanskrit, and it's endless. But the reality is that when you let go of all your identities, you will discover your true identity. And that is, as my spiritual teacher Sadhguru Jagi Vasudev says, 
you're neither the body nor the mind. You're not your body. You're not even your mind. You are that. That formless, beautiful wave of consciousness. That's who you are. You don't need a name for it. You don't need a cultural tag attached to it. You don't need a body for it. You don't need a mind for it. You don't need anything for it. And letting go of your identity and being in that pure state of consciousness is a direct result of that inner stillness that I was mentioning earlier. When you let go of all identities, it leads you to the truth, the truth of your being, which is that you are that wave of beautiful, pure consciousness. No body required, no mind required, no senses required, no career goals, no status, no money, nothing is required. That is the truth of who you are. You're just shining, shimmering, beautiful light. And if you can access that every day in every moment and live your life from that place, you can truly have the experience of heaven on earth. And my last beautiful seed for you is that there are no dualities. There is no separation. Everything is interconnected. Everything is intertwined. You are not alone. You are not more special than anyone else. You are not less than anyone else. There is literally no separation. That drunken homeless man on the street is also on the path. Your mother who doesn't understand what you do for a living and doesn't want to support you or your brother or sister. They don't want to have faith in you. They're also on that same golden path. Might be on a different pace than you and me. But surely they are on the same path. And to truly experience this state of non-duality is something that will only happen in the heart, the heart chakra. And most of us have at least part of our heart chakra closed off from trauma, from pain, from emotional injury, deep wounding from our younger days, loss, Fear, fear of loss will also um, close parts of the chakra or all of the chakra. So we must open our hearts and open it and fill it with so much light that it grows, it grows beyond your physical body, front, back, and sides, this beautiful light. And it is in the awareness of this light and the experience of this light that you will know that there are no dualities. The person who causes harm to another is also headed to the light. And the person 
who is listening to this, who is aware of the light, who wants to create more light, is also headed towards that same exact light. And honestly, the, the webs of karma are so complex that we can't really tell who did what to whom, in what lifetime, and in what order. But there is no separation. So therefore, there is no blame. There is only responsibility. We must take responsibility for our spiritual, our spiritual ambition, our awakening. Nobody can do it for us. Nobody will do it for us because they are busy doing it for themselves in their own way. So if we want to be the bringers of light, if we want to remain the beacons of light, if we want to make an impression, a contribution to this world, we could think about these types of seeds and plant them in us and nurture them every day and allow them to grow within us in beautiful ways, in mystical ways, and go on this beautiful journey of healing, awakening, nourishing the self. That itself is a gift to the world. You don't have to heal yourself and write books and go on TED Talks. You don't have to do any of it. If you just do the work of healing yourself, your consciousness changes. And because consciousness is a vibration, it emanates out of you and goes out into the world. And it lights up everything it touches. You see, there is no separation. You've already been a gift to the world. So this is my invitation for you to pick a few of these seeds and have a beautiful ceremony with yourself. Maybe on the full moon, maybe on the new moon. And start this journey for yourself to see what you can grow, how you can tend to this beautiful garden in yourself. I want to tell you all that I do work with private clients. So if anybody is interested in working with me or curious about it, please email me at aparna at aparnakanwakar.com, A-P-A-R-N-A at A-P-A-R-N-A-K-H-A-N-O-L-K-A-R.com. My website is also in my profile on SoundCloud, so you can uh, find me through my website as well. I'm very passionate about supporting the healing of women, going from psychology to spiritual awakening. Because we can, we can wallow 
in our emotional wounds for lifetimes. We will not take one step closer into our consciousness if we just dwell there forever. But like I've said in previous podcasts, we use our emotions, our emotional state as a um, you know, as a ladder. We just climb it to go to the other side. We don't dwell there. We let it flow through us. We make sense of it and we move forward into consciousness. So if you're interested in that, and if this moved you in any way, please do let me know. Give me your feedback. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening to Heart to Heart Podcast with Aparna. Thank you so much. Namaskaram.